called to me. Son, come on down. You ride your horse, scout around a little. If the wagons get to stop at the springs, we'll catch them. But cattle don't make no speed with a heavy wagon. Their feet spread wide on turf, and they pull better day in, day out than any mule or horse, but they can't be called fast. Night came, and we set a course by the stars, and we rolled on west all through the night. When the first gray light was in the sky, we saw the gleam on the water. Least I saw it. Pap, he was still too far back. I seen the water where the pool was, and the cottonwood leaves, but no white wagon covers, no horses, and no breakfast fires a-cooking. When the wagon came up, I saw Pap looking and looking like he couldn't believe it, and I seen his Adam's apple swallow, and I said, Pap, they've gone on. They left us. Yes, he said. I reckon that's so. We both knew we had to stop. Cattle can stand so much, and these had a tough night and day behind them. We'll water up, son, Pap said. Then we'll pull into a draw and rest a while. So that was how it was. Only when we got to the springs, we saw the wagons had not stopped there. Big Jack McGarry had taken no chances. He pulled them right on by, and nobody to know he'd promised to wait for us there. Nobody but him and us. We watered up, and then we pulled out. Maybe three miles farther on, we found a draw with some brush, and we pulled into it for a rest. Pap unyoked the oxen and let them eat buffalo grass. He'd taken his jostling up on the ridge and bellied down in the grass. Me, I went to sleep under the wagon, and maybe I'd been asleep an hour when I felt someone nudge me, and it was Pap. Here they come, boy. You get on your horse and take out. He was down on one knee near me. Maybe if you hold to low ground, you can make it safe. I ain't a-going without you. Son, you go now. One can make it, two can't. You take old Blue, he's the fastest. You come with me. No, this here is all we got, boy. I'll stay by it. Maybe they'll take what sugar we got and go. I'll stay too. No. Pap rarely spoke hard to me after Ma died, but he spoke sharp and stern now, and it wasn't in me to dispute him. So I loosed the reins and swung into the saddle. Pap passed me up a sack full of cartridges and such, then caught my arm. There were tears in his eyes. Luck, boy, luck. Remember your ma. Then he slapped Old Blue on the rump, and Old Blue went off up the draw. Me, I was in no mind to leave him, so when we rounded a little bend, I put Blue up the bank and circled back. I heard a rifle shot and saw dust kick near the wagon, then a whole volley of shots. Along with the rest, I heard the sharp, hard sound of Pap's jostling carbine. Tying Blue among some brush in a low place, I grabbed my jostling and went back, keeping low down. Maybe a dozen Indians were out there, and Pap's one shot had counted, for I saw a free horse running off. As I looked, the Indians began to circle, and Pap fired again. An Indian grabbed at his horse's mane and almost slipped off. The sun was out, and it was hot. I could smell the hot, dusty grass and feel the sun on my back, and my hands were sweaty, but I waited. 
Boy though I was, and pap no Indian fighter, I knew what I had to do. Night after night I'd sat by the fire and heard talk of Indian fights and such like from the mountain men we met, and a couple of others who had been over this trail before us. I soaked it up, and I knew there was a time for waiting and a time for shooting. Pap was doing right good. He downed a horse, and the Indians pulled off and away. I lay quiet, having a good view of the whole shindig, me being no more than a hundred and fifty yards off. Sudden-like, I saw the grass move. They were crawling up now. Did Pap see them? No, he couldn't see them from where he lay, but he had guessed that was what they would do, for I saw him worm out from behind the wheel where he'd been shooting and ease off into some rocks not far from the wagon. They were coming on, and right soon I could see four of the Indians. Pap waited. I give it.